Which word of the day? The term today is skyclad, adjective. Now, this is a word I've used before on the podcast. It's actually one of my favorite words because I make it all the time. Uh, the term skyclad is used to refer to ritual nudity to wear only the sky or clad only by the sky. Get it? Sky clad. <laughs> some Wiccan, pagan, and neo pagan traditions perform some or all of their rituals sky clad. Those who practice sky clad might say that it helps bring them closer to the divine because there is literally nothing between them and the gods. Some say that wearing clothes interferes with the natural energies of magic, and being skyclad brings you closer to the earth. You haven't even read that? Wait, what are you doing with the book? So he has the confidence to finish the story. Hear now the words of the witches. This is Kevin, and welcome to Words of the Witches, the Charmed podcast that will guide you through the lesser-known published material in the Charmed universe and decide how it fits into the grand narrative of the TV series. Words of the Witches, episode 37. Here now. Here now. And Kareem, I, I keep wanting to say Kareemi because that's your screen name. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nickname that my uh, my childhood friends gave me. No, not, they're still my friends and they, some of them still call me that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, we, we've been following each other for quite a while now. And, quite you know, a while. We, yeah, we both do the sexy modeling and we're both bisexual and we're both really cool and... <laughs> Have a lot of fun. Both nerdy, both yeah. charmed. It's kind of the reason I started following you. I'm like, who is this guy that's basically me on on paper? <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah. And then you gave this podcast like the best review ever. I'm like, <gasps> I still like look at it. I'm like, this is so beautiful. <laughs> I appreciate it. I meant every word of it. But, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I have fallen off because of like work of like, I've fallen off of listening to the podcast. But yeah. I promise, I told you I'm a binger. I'm gonna. You're I'm a binger. Yeah. Yeah, lots, lots going on. So I feel you. Well, you told you just told me before we started recording that you are a foodie and you're a chef. So that's pretty cool. That's exciting. Yeah, um, it is. It's uh, the only thing I really have ever done besides like modeling that I really, really, really love. It's my first love, I say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grew up like, cooking with my mom a lot, so basically just natural path. That's great. I wish, like you know, I work for a spice company. I told you, but I. I wish I would. I don't cook as much as I should. I usually just go like, I'll make something quick and whatever, and eat it. <laughs> like, so I feel like, you know, I because I love eating and I love good food, but it's like I, I, the cooking part isn't like a spark in me as much. So some yeah, some people just I mean you like eating more than you like cooking. I I appreciate that. Those people make mm-hmm. my best customers. You're the same age as me. So how did you discover Charm? Did you watch it when it first came out, or did you find yeah. it later? Yeah. Um, my, so I have an older sister, and um, well, I have two sisters. Funny, <laughs> um, I'm the middle, and uh, my older sister, and and all of our names start with C. Mm. So we have C three tattooed on us in Charm. But um, my older sister started watching it, and I kind of was just like, ah, "What is this?" And then watched the first episode the day it came out, and I was hooked. And I've I basically watched every. It was like religious to watch every episode when it came out. If I missed an episode, it was it happened rarely, but I I, I was like my week didn't start off good because it was on Sunday, right? Well, well, okay. <laughs> let's go, let's let's go. Well, it was on Sunday, but let's okay. go back to the beginning. <laughs> so, so in the in the beginning, the first season it was on Wednesdays. It was Wednesdays. 
Then on second season, it moved to Thursday. It was on Thursday until, I want to say, fifth season, it moved to Sunday. So it was on Thursday, second through fourth season, and then Sunday from fifth season on. Hmm, look at you knowing all the minute details. <laughs> I mean, if someone who is listening to, for this, to this podcast for the first time, now they know. <laughs> but if they have been listening, they know. They've been knowing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I, I watched every episode on the original air date on every time it came on. And you're right, that premiere was like a really perfect premiere. It had all the elements you need to just really get that spark going. So uh, who's your favorite sister? Is it Piper because you're in the middle or is it not? Uh, it's um, actually Phoebe. Oh. I like how Phoebe became like a, a bit of like a powerhouse after she got her empath powers. What was that, like around season six or so? Yeah, season six. She exactly. kind of became just such, so powerful. And um, I, 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 and then she got her powers taken away. And I kind of was always like, can we see her again as like powerhouse Phoebe, please? <laughs> but, um, oh, Phoebe is probably my favorite because I related to her the most. Um, I was... 12 when my little sister was born and my little sister was born right around the like that was right around the time that like uh, season three came to a close okay so uh my little sister kind of just made me from being like a the baby of the family which i remember clearly to uh, <laughs> being the middle and i remember when leo uh was telling Pe- uh, phoebe like, uh, it's hard going from being the youngest to the middle. And I was like, it really is. Like, it mm-hmm. really is. Like, I'm like, come on. Yeah. It, it was uh, a bit of a, like, m- melding thing. Also, I like when people, uh, I like to always root for the underdog a bit. And they become my favorite. And they always, like, considered Phoebe the weakest. And then she came in with her empath powers and messed them all up. And appreciated yeah. that a lot. And that is a really cool thing about Phoebe because, you know, she always was, she was seen a lot from evil forces and people they come against as the weak sister. She's like, it's like, your power is not going to do much to me. But I, that is an arc I really love in, in narratives when it's like the person that you at least suspect really, you know, shows you who's boss. And that's, that is a really cool element. Yeah. You're right. Why isn't Phoebe my favorite? <laughs> because that's something that I usually go for. So I get that. I totally get that a lot. That's why I like my Power Rangers, like Billy and stuff like that. So um, beautiful. <laughs> you would think that that Piper would be my favorite because of the whole chef thing. However, I will say a lot of the things that she did were like on point. <laughs> There's so much shows that I watch where I'm like, that's not a thing that would happen in in the kitchen or when you're cooking that. But Piper, Piper's a good chef. Well, kudos to Charmed for doing their research and being authentic. Let's start with this book. This is Sweet Talk and Demon. <laughs> yeah. Did did we did I just assign this to you randomly or did we have a reason for it? You had um, this book. You you gave me a choice and I and uh, I chose Sweet Talking Demon because it sounded like something I would like. Just a title. <laughs> I mean, it's not, I think of like Sweet Talking D, like it's like a, like trying to be sexual, <laughs> like I don't know. D man. D man. Because I chose Skyclad for what of the day for this episode too because. I know we both like to be naked and stuff, and Skyclad's the witchy naked word. Oh yeah, I'm like <laughs> naked right now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not going to complain. So yeah, Sweet Talking Demon. It's got this is the first book with season eight promo pictures, 
because there were no season seven promo pictures of the show. Yeah, they skipped season seven, so we had a lot of books with season six promo pictures, and now we're skipping to season eight promo pictures. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. I always noticed that because like their hair is just so beachy and wavy. Yeah, and the makeup is just all. It was, it's, it's like the really hot page era. She stopped being like the little sister, and <laughs> kind of was just like. A bit of more of the sex part, which she kind of always was. Now that I think about it, with the lollipops, <laughs> <laughs> right? This season was like they all had their long hair. This is probably the season where they looked the most similar comparatively yeah, to definitely. each other. They're in some kind of building, like a ballroom in the background. It looks like. And At first, just... I thought it was the manor, but that's not the chandelier. No, that's this is a whole new. This is like a Titanic chandelier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. It's got like very, you know, crystal, maybe like Waterford crystal on the chandelier and it's very bright and lit and I don't know where that is, but sure. Uh, it has the tagline, he talks the talk. That he did. That he did. Uh, the back of the book is, it says, his story sweet, his methods new, but this man's so perfect he can't be true. Find the secret, find his source, or an innocent's life may run its course. Phoebe can't believe her luck. Finally, she's met the perfect guy. She said that before. <laughs> Daniel's got <laughs> yeah. Daniel's got everything going for him, and and Phoebe's smitten. Smitten that is until Paige, trying to figure out what the weird thing is about this guy, sees a demon in Daniel's living room. Sure, Daniel's more perfect than anyone should be, but in league with a demon, Phoebe can't believe it. Phoebe's not the only one having trouble with love. Leo's been so busy with his white lighter duties, he seems to have forgotten about his wife and son. And to make matters in the manner even worse, Paige fears she's lost her powers. Life with the Charmed Ones is never a walk in the park, but things seem to be getting out of control. Can the sisters set everything straight before their lives fall into utter chaos? I read this book recently. I don't remember Paige really fearing that she lost her powers. I just remember her being yeah. like, <laughs> oh, I know what it is. It's because she's trying to do this cold thing, and she's like, "Are my powers not working? Because the cold isn't working like I want it to work." That was such what... a. That was like such a. You know, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But they mislead you here. Yeah. That's <laughs> not really worth mentioning. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I always like the little spells that they put on the back, which yeah, I, I think they're spells. I mean, they they rhyme. I've always appreciated that. Even when I was buying these books back in the day, I've always appreciated those little, um, just those little four stanza things they had on the back because it was just kind of cool. It's like it gives you the feeling of, of charm. You get a little bit of a spell action in there that's relevant to the plot of the book. Um, yeah. yeah, I've always enjoyed them. Even if they don't rhyme the best, they're still kind of fun. Um, okay, this was written by Laura J. Burns who before this wrote Samhain and In Bulk in the Seasons of the Witch, Volume 1 anthology book. She wrote the story Inherit the Witch, and then she wrote the story's old friend and family history in the Warren Witches anthology book. So this is only her second, like, actual, like, novel, besides the short story. So And this was published May 9th, 2006. So... Like only a few weeks before the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is like this came out the last, the same month that Charmed ended for the very final time, and then uh, it was reprinted July third, two thousand six. I mean, when Charm left a hole in our hearts. That can yeah. 
Yeah, because May 21st was that last day. Oh, sadness. Yeah. Um, which means the next book we cover will be the first book that came out after the Charmed ended. The timeline for this is very strange. They I thought so too. Yeah. Um, and even on the fandom, because usually I go there to, for them to like confirm or, or at least give me an idea of where to look for when this would take place. It just says season six. That's all it tells me. It takes place in season six. So it, it can't be later season six because then we'll have a problem with Chris. Um, so I'm guessing like earlier season six, but we'll talk about I mean, it. We'll talk about yeah, that. With some of the stuff in, in that like came up and just like the behavior of the, of the sisters, like it kind of just, <clears throat> it felt like it could have been anywhere really. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't any real key factors. And like, if it is taking place in season six then Leo being all this white letter duty would not make sense either. So right now we're going with season six and then we can discuss that at the end, if we agree or not. Also chapter one. Okay. We start off with uh, in the manor and Phoebe is dressed all fancy because she's about to go to a charity ball and uh, Piper is dressed also all fancy and hot uh, for anniversary dinner with Leo. Uh, Paige is going to babysit Wyatt and she grabs Wyatt out of uh, Piper's hands before he spits up all all over her beautiful dress. And uh, they talk a bit, a little sister banter. And Piper is saying all this stuff about how it's been so long since I've seen Leo. And, oh, I need to have some time with my husband. And then Leo orbs in and (laughs) (laughs) he says he he can't go to dinner because... uh, because he's busy with his charges, I, b- I believe. And yeah, th- this was like one of the times where I thought Piper was going to blow him up. I mean, <laughs> it's how dare you? <laughs> like yeah. she's all she's all decked out. She's got all her makeup ready. She's got the pretty dress. She's ready. She's going to go out on the town with her husband, have a beautiful romantic dinner, and he's like, "Nope, can't go." Yeah, I would. I felt I felt so bad. I'm like, this pisses <laughs> me off so much. <laughs> yeah, they they they've had they've had enough. This is after they went to therapy, and if it's season six, then right, right. They're like fighting all about it, and he orbs out right in the middle of the conversation, like while she's yeah. talking to him. But he would do that. I swear, he would do that to be annoying. He would just like kiss her an orb while he was kissing her. And yeah, I'm like I would have grabbed him back and like pulled one orb back. Like you don't ever do that to me again, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like I don't know. So of course Piper is fuming. She's like really mad uh and uh Paige and phoebe stepped out to ha- let them have their argument that leo or that on and uh just left piper there and Paige is like no you know what you should go with phoebe because you're already dressed up for an hour in town you already have a babysitter might as well do it why not right so after some coaxing she eventually says yeah we'll go so uh, her and Phoebe end up going to this art museum for this charity ball. And uh, Phoebe's admiring this Maltese nude ice sculpture. Like, um, so everybody's just like um, hanging out and having a party, schmoozing. And uh, Daniel Lamond, this handsome blonde man, took the mic and at first taps it and screeches it. And Oh, yeah, it makes everybody mad. <laughs> but then he acts all charmingly befuddled and says sorry and everybody just adores him after that and phoebe is just all over this guy in her head she's just like from afar like whoa and uh he's beautiful 
And um, I kept getting this impression that he was. Remember that um, season where that that episode? Uh, it was the first time we saw Barbus, the Friday Thirteenth episode. Yeah. Parker went out with a date with that blonde guy. Yeah. That's who I kept picturing as this guy for some reason. Um, <laughs> that was the image in my head. Just putting that out there. But um. So uh, later, after this guy makes his speech, Piper and uh, Phoebe go over to talk to Daniel. And um, he basically just freezes up and runs away. Well, stiffens up and then runs away, I guess. Can't freeze and run. But, um, <laughs> and it's just like so weird how like, it's just like such an awkward thing. Just, I've never ran away from anybody like that. So, um <laughs> Okay. After after that, they uh, cut to being back in the manor where it's like two days later, and Phoebe has been talking about this weird occasion with this guy, and uh, Paige is just like, "God, shut up already!" <laughs> but um, <laughs> Paige is also like coughing and sneezing, and she's pretty sick, and uh, she uh, just nonchalantly mentions how she vanquished um, a cold out of Wyatt. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. because while they're at the thing, she was like babysitting Wyatt, and she's like, oh no, you're sick. Let me fix that for you. I know some, I got I know some spices, and I know a spell I can try. Let me, let me do that. But here's the thing, everybody's (laughs) just okay with this. Yeah. I'm like, Piper would have killed you. Are you kidding? Right. I mean, I get you don't want the kid to be sick, but like to use magic on him, like why not just let him take him to a hospital or get some, you know, do some regular stuff first. <laughs> yeah, how about some like? And it's like this is not a life threatening disease. This is not Aurora fever over here. Like you can handle a cold. <laughs> yeah, if you want to use magic for personal gain, then or a bottle of Advil to your hand, baby Advil, and use that. I don't know. But, it was weird too, is because she like because this is like a potion and a spell. She has to make like a potion first and then say a spell with it. But then she's like shatters the potion right on Wyatt's high chair seat. I'm like, what about all the glass in his face? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I that I, I I'm, I'm hoping it wasn't it wasn't that dramatic. <laughs> think, um, maybe Wyatt's like been around enough potions breaking that he's just like, oh whatever, it's glass. <laughs> yeah. But, um. So yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, she healed. She she healed Wyatt with she, she healed Wyatt's cold. Yes, she vanquished the cold. I vanquished have, the cold. Yeah, I it's called a, like a cold vanquishing magic thing. Yeah, I kind of have like take issue with vanquishing a cold, but whatever. Um, <laughs> we already vanquished cold. We shouldn't vanquish a cold. <laughs> See, oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, Paige makes a potion, throws it at Wyatt's, Wyatt's high chair, and that's and says a spell, and that's what gets rid of uh, Wyatt's cold. Um, Paige came down with the cold uh, before getting it to um, getting rid of it from Wyatt, and um, Wyatt had it first. Wyatt and then, did have it first. Yeah, so. and then she so then she ended up spreading it to other people. Yeah, but. and Wyatt is all like instantly all better, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, back at the um, museum party. Um, Daniel's having this chat with this old old lady, <laughs> this cougar probably who wants to get him in his uh, yeah, she's his, all on him too yeah, and Phoebe is just, rudely, might I say, just like cut in on their conversation and just like <laughs> grabbed him away and uh, then 
she asked Daniel, like, uh, did you need to be saved? Or did, did I save you or some, something along those lines? And Daniel is just freaked out and immediately just, like, backs away and then runs. And uh, Phoebe looks at Piper and is wondering what's going on. Why, do you, why, why did that happen? People normally don't run away from me. I'm hot. <laughs> right. So, uh, chapter two. Two days later, Phoebe is still embarrassed at how she was treated. She's like... That guy just totally blew me off. How does how does anybody reject the amazing Phoebe? I don't understand. So Paige tells her sisters or she comes in. She's like, guess what? I cured why it's cold. Cured why it's cold. And that's when they find out about it. She's like, what? Why I had a cold? Yeah, that's why I was so like weirded out. I'm like, Piper was just going to go on an anniversary dinner here, take my sick baby and just deal with him. Yeah, but she's like, here, I did it. But now Paige has a sore throat. I think I got a sore throat. At the Bay Mirror, Phoebe has an assistant named Ryan who tells her flowers came from the museum. So this this Ryan character is all in here. Yeah, he's in here a lot. Yeah, he's he's an assistant. And does, does she ever have an assistant named Ryan? She, no, she mostly ha- she's had people they're like female, right? They mostly have she had female assistants a lot, and they yeah. always were random. So I wonder if they're just temps or you know people that came in for the moment because they kept changing. Oh, yeah, Paige was a temp. Yeah, Paige was. So mm I guess that's how she got her people. Yeah, so all the people that she had were just temporary people for however long they were needed, and then she gets a new one. (laughs) I thought Ryan was a girl for a while, and then I noticed all the pronouns they use, and I was like, oh, it's a guy. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about Ryan because he comes up quite a bit. So. Phoebe goes into her office. She sees the flowers. They're like, oh, Daniel shows up at the baby mirror now, too. He's like, hey, did you get my flowers? <laughs> She's like, oh, of course you sent them. I, w- I thought you didn't like me. But now Daniel is like flirting with Phoebe and he's telling her, her ask Phoebe is his favorite column. Yet at the party, he said he never even heard of it. So I'm like, hmm. Oh, not to mention how like weird it is for you to just show up at my, at my uh, job, random stranger that ran away from me the other day. Daniel apologizes and asks her to dinner, cut to, cut to said dinner, and Phoebe tells the story of how she moved back to San Francisco after New York City. And that was a fun little trip down memory lane. While they're at dinner, Daniel is like gushing about Phoebe hard. He's like, just tell me all about you. I want to know everything. Um, and Phoebe talked about a past birthday party for Piper, and she talked about Cole. And so she was like really giving him her whole life story here. Then Daniel takes Phoebe home, but at the end of the night, he's just as cold and disinterested as he was at the party. He's like, okay, I had a lovely time. Bye-bye. I got it. It was like a real major shift. I'm like, okay. So Phoebe walks into the manor just completely dumbfounded. She's like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) Piper is there, and she says that she's only seen Leo about 10 minutes since their anniversary, and he didn't even give her a card. What a crappy husband. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, he's just like, it's like, dude, you could have got a card at the gas station. Come like, on, like, get your shit together, Leo. You this try, is... you could orb, like, just, you could yeah. orb. Yeah, like, it's just so horrible. Her. She's kissed the size of her head. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, we talk about that in episode 14 of this podcast, I think. So that was in Sight and Scene, yeah. Hershey Kiss, but yeah. Like, he, he, Leo's definitely better than this and usually really good about showing his affections. I mean, he is on the run a lot, but he's definitely affectionate. And this was just not like Yeah. Him. 
Yeah, yeah, they, they were kind of just making, she was kind of making Leo out to be, like, just such a, a deadbeat, kind of, because it's like, have you even said hi to your son for this entire book? Like, right, <laughs> right. So, at this point, Paige is under full cold sickness. She's in the full, you know, sneezing and coughing and all that stuff, sniffles. The next morning, Piper calls Leo for breakfast, because she made breakfast. She's like, Leo! He comes in, eats a little bit, and says he's got to leave again. Bye. Piper tells Leo before he leaves. Uh, Piper tells Leo that she rescheduled their anniversary dinner for tonight. So if you're going to leave again, you better be back for our dinner because I we have it happening now. Leo points out that Paige, their babysitter, because Paige is supposed to stay and watch the Wyatt. She's like, Paige is sick, so we can't leave Wyatt home alone. I guess we can't go to dinner. <laughs> like, see, now he's trying to make excuses not to go to dinner. Yeah, it's just excuse after excuse, Leo. Uh. It's like. He just tries in this book to like just not be near Piper. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what episode was it where um they they I think Wyatt swapped their powers because they were arguing so much and um Piper had to go like deal with charges and then Leo had Piper's power and had to be a charmed one. Yeah, that was Siren Song season five. Yeah, it, it, yeah. so that yeah, it, it, I was getting like a lot of like um flashbacks to, to that episode during this whole Piper Leo thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. <laughs> you're, so, you're so much better at, at, at knowing all the all the freaking um, the episodes, the numbers, and the, and the names and stuff. Jeez. So Paige then justifies using the magic, you know, the same magic she used to cure Wyatt's cold. She's like, well, I'm going to use magic again to cure my cold because it's not personal again. I'm, use, I'm doing it to help Piper and Leo. <laughs> Uh, and therefore, it's a loophole to the personal gain. Ta-da! Which, which, in some way, that itself is personal gain. Looking for a loophole for personal gain, I believe. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how much magic works. I feel like I feel like all of this, all of this cold magic stuff was personal gain. She kept trying to find ways oh, to wait. say, like, this is for somebody else. I'm tr- I'm doing this for the greater good, but like. I don't want them to suffer, but really, I just don't want this kid to keep crying all night because of his sinuses. <laughs> yeah. That was the original, I believe. Yeah, exactly. I empathize with that, trust me. But Sure, but you, sometimes you just got to stick it out. Yeah. So, yeah, so she's like, well, I'm going to cure me now. I'm healthy, yay. <laughs> so now Daniel calls Phoebe. Oh, this is the, like another, this is Phoebe's back at work. So Daniel calls Phoebe again, and Ryan is like living vicariously through the love game. He's like, oh, what's he say now? He wants to know all the all the scoop, what's happening. Daniel tells Phoebe he will cook her dinner at his place tonight. We'll have a new date. Um, and then Ryan finds Daniel's actions hypocritical and fishy. He's like, what kind of guy disrespects you and doesn't like know you're there half the time? And then he wants to come make, 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 make you dinner? I don't know. I don't get it. What's this guy's deal? Phoebe was all like weirded out saying like, Oh, it must have been because I invited him in after our first night. That's why he ran. That's why he ran after our date. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Ryan was a bit like on the ball on, on this one. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think so until Ryan said it. I like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, is this me? Yep, chapter three. Okay. So, uh, Piper is getting is get borrows one of Phoebe's dresses and gets ready for. Another attempt at an anniversary dinner. Uh, Leo orbs in, but flinches when Piper tries to kiss him. 
I'm like, really? At first, I'm just like, are you kidding me now? Now you're not going to let your wife kiss you. I believe he, he even said, like, don't touch me. And yeah, then, like, don't he, touch me. And then ran into, ran into the kitchen. Ran into the kitchen and then down <laughs> some, downs a carton of orange juice and tells Piper that he's sick. So it's just... Yeah. Orange juice? I mean, I, I know the vitamin C thing, but that, that's what you go for just initially. Hey, I have a cold and just down this orange juice. That's going to make everything better. I mean... I mean, it's definitely supposed to help you, but it's not going to instantly make you better. But I guess he's just, you know, I just like to drink orange juice when I'm sick, too. But maybe he is just really overcompensating. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, whatever. <laughs> maybe he tried to heal himself. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. uh, Piper realizes that Paige's spell uh, to get rid of the cold is backfiring and redirecting onto others. Wyatt to Paige and then Paige to Leo. Paige wants to rework the spell, but Leo told <laughs> Leo tells her that um, that she's guilty of enough personal gain already. Finally, he does something good yeah. in this book. That's the Leo we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Phoebe is at Daniel's and enjoying some ice cream that he made. Homemade ice cream. I, yeah. th- okay, those machines cost a lot. <laughs> I, used to, I learned how to make ice cream from Zoom. The TV show Zoom from PBS back in the day. Yeah. Um, they made ice cream. I know this is a side tangent, but they made ice cream with like a little coffee can and they had all the ingredients in the little coffee can and then they put it into a bigger coffee can, put ice cubes all around it, and then they would roll it back and forth. Yeah. So I made ice cream like that, you know, yeah. old school, a, and it was fun. That's a definite way of making ice cream. I used to have this huge ice cream maker that looked like a like one of those barrels that the cartoons were wearing when they were naked. Oh yeah. And you would just have to, you have to take turns stirring it. Cause we didn't have automatic stirring things back then. <laughs> it's the <laughs> 1900s. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, Phoebe's enjoying the ice cream that he made, which are probably sure tastes delicious. Then they kiss and call it a night. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah, Good night. Just, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they, all had, they both had early morning, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Daniel walks Phoebe to her car, and Daniel and Phoebe hear screeches and, and crashes in the alley. And Phoebe, like, jumps into a fighting stance. She's like, oh, demon! When they went to go see what it was, they found that it was two cats that were fighting in the alleyway. Don't forget to mention that the cats ended up, like, stopped fighting. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, the cats, the cats like, went up. To, to Daniel and just like started like nuzzling and purring at him and like rubbing up on him and being real friendly. Yeah. Like mm. cats aren't friendly. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Is this, he's like cat woman over here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, so um, later <clears throat> back at the Bay mirror, uh, I think Phoebe realizes that she's had a call on hold for a while and is wondering why Ryan didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And he's like out there, Foot feet on a desk talking on the phone, and he's talking to Daniel. And all yeah. of a sudden, he's just, Ryan's, Ryan's having the conversation instead. Yeah, <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's just like, This guy's great, he's awesome. <laughs> and um, Phoebe's, Phoebe was recalling how you like, you, you called him a jerk, you said he was being hypocritical, and he was like, Nah, nah, he's good, that's old news, that's old <laughs> shit. We don't need that, yeah. So, um Phoebe gets on the phone with Daniel and he's being all lovey-dovey and uh, they're both being real smitten with each other over the phone. And uh, Phoebe gets this brilliant idea from from Ryan, I believe, to uh, 
just show up at his place and, you know, surprise him because he said he missed her. Mm -hmm. So she goes and does that, surprising Daniel at his apartment, and uh, he berates her for coming unannounced and closes the door on her face. And this is why you phone first, everybody. <laughs> right. Not just show up. <laughs> this isn't going to work. This is bad. You don't do that. And I mean, like, it was the one thing I agreed with him mm -hmm. about, <laughs> like, from, the, you know, this point, up, up to this point, I was just like, yeah, he really is kind of a jerk. But then he's like, you know what, though? You should phone. Always yeah. phone. Yeah, because, you know, you don't want to take somebody off guard. Like they that. had cell phones back then. Yeah. There are times when surprises can be nice, but not like that. Not in that way. You need to, no. it has to be the right, you have, you have to really analyze the situation and see what make, would work yeah. and what doesn't work. Hey, girl, I've been on two dates with and now showing up in my apartment with flowers. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chapter four. Piper has grown annoyed of Leo being sick and tells Paige to do her spell. Because <laughs> Paige is like, but he told me no, it's I, it's personal gain. I can't do that. She's like, okay, well I'll do it, but don't blame me if Leo gets mad at me at you for <laughs> for me doing the magic. I found Although, that so like <laughs> and unlike Piper at the same time. Yeah, like Piper would not be cool with you doing the spell. However, I do see her doing it for her date with Leo. <laughs> right, like, I'm tired She's of like, it. This is an exception. She's like, I won't normally you know advise this, but I need Leo for my date. Like. It's happening. They probably haven't had sex in a while. Probably not. Probably <laughs> not. Not with the way things have been looking here. They can't even have a date. Yeah, so Paige says, don't blame me, and she'll do the spell, although she, you know she really wants to do it anyway. Uh, Phoebe contemplates breaking up with Daniel now <laughs> because she's like, he's so wishy-washy. Oh, how do I deal with this? Paige and Piper think he's weird. Like, yeah, he's clearly unstable and not the guy for you, so break things off. Do it before you get any deeper. Daniel, speak of the devil, suddenly calls and apologizes. Phoebe has the urge to forgive him. <laughs> He's Mr. Right Timing with all the right things to say. Yes, a sweet-talking man. Leo comes down, and he is super better. No sickness anymore. He's feeling A-OK -okay and chipper. Uh, Piper is determined to get them to dinner now. Like, let's get going. But Leo is unsure. <laughs> As he feels he has white letter duties to catch up on. And he's like, I've been sick. I haven't been able to do the things I'm supposed to do with my charge. But clearly, you haven't seen her while you were sick, and she's doing just fine. My so that should, that should tell you something. <laughs> yeah, how are you catching up on s saving your charges? You're so busy. I have to go to your, to your charge, but she's doing just fine without you. So this your excuses are pointless. Piss me off. They are. Um, Shaking <laughs> out, Leo. Yeah. Phoebe tells her sisters that she forgave Daniel, and they think she's nuts. He's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Didn't we just talk about how you're going to break up with him? But sure. Do, do whatever you want, Phoebe. Back at Daniel's apartment, Daniel planned champagne, and he got chocolate-covered strawberries. And he's going to have a very romantic like dessert with her. And then Phoebe is like, I can't eat these. <laughs> I'm allergic to strawberries, which... This is a new something we never knew before. Okay, I was going to ask you because <laughs> you are the knower of all that is charmed, and I was like, "Is Phoebe allergic to strawberries?" <laughs> um, they say she is in this book, but I believe when she's on that little picnic with Cole, they're eating strawberries. Or no, yeah. even on Valentine's, they're eating strawberries. So she yeah. does eat them in the show. Mm -hmm. So, so, well, yeah, yeah. 
chalk that up as one one thing. One for the, one for the canonical. Yes, I remember her distinctly eating strawberries with coal. So Daniel was upset that he failed so miserably. He's like, "Oh man, I've got you strawberries. You're allergic to strawberries. This net is ruined. You should probably just leave. I can't. I can't do this anymore. I can't. I can't, I can't handle it." Jeez, um, roll with the punches, dude. Yeah, just uh, just go home. I can't. I can't. And Phoebe just she's like, "Okay." She's like, "We can still hang out." I was like, "No, no." <laughs> so Phoebe returns home and she's kind of upset about this. She's like, "His deal." It's like, "Why did I ever forgive him?" Because he's doing the same old shit. Uh, Pepper was also mad that Leo stood her up for his charge, which we learned his charge. We learned earlier, but his charge's name is Caria. Uh, this lady, this witch lady. Um, Paige says Daniel is a control freak, and Phoebe is clearly under his spell. Phoebe suddenly begins to sneeze, and Paige wonders if her curing Leo caused the cold to bounce to Phoebe. What an interesting <laughs> observation, Paige. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe. I mean, we've only been saying it for like a chapter and a half now. <laughs> and this is the thing. At this point, we're four chapters in. I felt like every these last three chapters were like repeats of the same chapter. It's like the same thing's a cycle Basically, it basically is, and I guess when I read the first chapter, I, I was other than the whole vanquishing a cold thing, um, a cold thing. <laughs> um, I did. I thought that oh, this is very much. I could see this being something that they all like do and have a conversation about and like talk about. Like it just felt very much like them. And yeah. then it just started becoming like, what's what's happening? <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm going around in circles here. I'm bored. Come on. <laughs> it's the meat. Yeah. Uh, so chapter five. Uh, sick Phoebe trudges into Daniel's apartment and uh, she hears voices on the inside. Inside, Phoebe goes in to discover Daniel and Olive, the old woman who was working at, um, who works at the market and absentmindedly follow, um, follow Daniel home after greeting him. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. So this lady is just like following you home with some strange. And you're here. okay with this? You didn't slam the door in her face, mm, right? She didn't bring you flowers. <laughs> like the, I, I'm pretty sure this was not part of your plan, but okay. Yeah. Olive was confused as to why she was here, but found Daniel to be such a nice guy. He was so charming and so handsome, and yeah, it's like where are these? <laughs> um, yeah. And but she leaves. Um, Daniel jokes uh, that he's irresistible, but those, but those words struck um, struck Phoebe in like a weird way. She's just like, huh? Yeah, maybe her her heightened senses. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a flashback to the the, the succubus. She's like, you can't resist me. I'm irresistible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was hilarious. I mean, so I'm, I'm also like laughing because I just flashed back to to to, to man crew. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Sorry, where did I sleep off? Um, um, yeah. So uh, Phoebe and Daniel are arguing about how to spend the evening, and uh, Phoebe made reservations at this one restaurant, and. Uh, but Daniel is like really, really craving pizza, because because he's a dude and we like pizza, I guess. <laughs> mm. Like, um, 
it's a lot of Daniel's interactions are weird. I found his argument pretty like weird. <laughs> um, but Phoebe, um, Phoebe's annoyed and she leaves and she's frustrated and yeah, just storms off. She's like, I'm in reservations at this really fancy restaurant called Absinthe, <laughs> and he's like, Daniel's like, no, I'm making pizza. I already started the pizza. I'm on the crust. She's like, no, and so it was this whole back and forth. It was very weird. It was, and this dude is quite the chef. Yeah, but I'm just pretty impressed. You're just making pizza from scratch. Yeah, that dough is not easy. Anyway, mm-hmm. so um, Phoebe's annoyed and she she like is frustrated. She storms off, and uh, at the manor, Phoebe and her sisters discuss Daniel's apparent pull and his magnetism. So, um, Olive, all of the other women, the alley cats. Sweet gay Ryan, I knew he was gay. I knew he was gay. <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I've I've known about that. That's just, see, that's just me putting my my spin on it. Sweet gay Ryan. Yeah, but we but... we all thought it. Like if anybody else has read this book, like yeah, it's, it's, it's totally. That, it's, I just picture a gay man, you know, as her assistant, falling in love with Ryan. You know, it just makes sense. Did they say anything about his hair? Because I pictured he had like curly hair as well. I don't remember how they like described dark, his hair. Dark, curly, bouncy hair. Okay. A suit that was pinstriped. I don't know why it is so vivid in my head, but like he really came to life. What's interesting right. about that is um, I have a note, but I can say it now because later Phoebe says something like her straight male assistant. I was like, mm, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm like, I do not buy it. I'm sorry. So they say he's straight, but I there's no way. Yeah, 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 yeah. At one point, I, it's funny because like I, I I got this book like months ago, and then I read it, and then I kind of just like brushed up on it, like you know, again. Yeah. But, like I forgot that happened. There's no way. There was no way. There's no way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Ryan. Just join us. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So um, they start wondering if there was um magic involved and it, it, it you know the whole are we dating a demon again <laughs> <laughs> so the next day uh piper discreet uh she discreetly watches daniel and he just seems incredibly dull you know he's a little too squeaky clean i guess yeah she's watching him it's like there's nothing weird he's just walking nothing. around yeah. <laughs> he's sitting at a park bench this is uh, great <laughs> but soon daniel gets on the phone and uh Piper makes out that the conversation's about Phoebe. And you ain't gonna just talk about my sister around me like that without me. Right? So uh, Piper f- uh, follows him with the wide stroller. I can't believe she's bringing a baby into this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> begins to it begins to like uh, actually find Daniel attractive and sweet, and she starts getting enamored by him, and it's just like so Piper starts being real drawn to him, and she just decides that like she, that he's a keeper, and she, she he's great. Yeah. But it does, um, it does kind of like solidify it because up till now, I'm just like, why is he having Phoebe do all the talking? And mm-hmm. she's just being a little bit too weird. And why is, why is nobody yeah. asking if she's under a spell? <laughs> yeah, this is telling you that. Yeah, something is definitely afoot. You know. Yeah. Chapter six. Piper returns home and gushes over Daniel. Paige is annoyed at Piper's change of heart. And definitely thinks magic is at play. She's like, you know, yesterday you were hating him. What? I don't. Mm. So Paige wants to follow Daniel now. She's like, I'm going to investigate and see. But then Phoebe's like, she points out that if you go, the same thing would probably happen to you. You'd probably be enamored just like Piper. She's like, oh, good point. So she's like, 
But if I don't go see him, I, but I can still snoop around. I'm going to go snoop around his apartment when he's at work instead and see if I can find anything fishy. Paige modifies her cold potion and tries the spell on Phoebe. She's like, I changed it up so it should work just fine this time and cures Phoebe. She modified it to cure, to cure Leo, right? She, she kept changing it. She's like, oh, you know what? My power is not to not be working. Let me just change some ingredients and try this again and let me perfect this. I'm like, give it a rest, Paige. Yeah. It has nothing to do with your powers. You're orbing fine. It's, it's your recipe that sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, you can see it's backfiring. Probably because it's personal gain, for one. Just stop. <laughs> Piper even said it. She blatantly says this is personal gain. Your spell is backfiring. Yeah. Like, why are we why, why are we fiddling around with this spell that sucks? Yeah. So she keeps she's playing with it. And it's just, I'm like, I would have been done with this so long ago. So <laughs> um, the next morning, Paige orbs to Daniel's apartment. The place is like super tidy, super pristine. And she's like, well... Yeah, definitely a control freak. <laughs> and then she goes to look in his bedroom and she sees there's like an aquarium there, like a little tank with like a, a giant like puffer fish, orange fish thing in there. And she like looks at the fish. She's admiring it. Um, and then as she's looking at it, she sees a reflection of a demon standing behind her. She's like this yellow eye. She's like, <gasps> so she turns around. <laughs> and this is where the weirdness happens even more. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to throw a fireball at it. I'm like, <laughs> That bugged me so much. I know. And this is the first of many times. It keeps coming up. I'm like, every time it came up, I'm just like, I'm so infuriated. They keep talking about fireballs. Yeah, because we've seen Paige throw a fireball, but she orbed it from a demon who had the fireball. Mm -hmm. I think of Baby's First Demon when she's in the marketplace. She does that. She wish she did that. Yeah. Um, And then P3 during during that uh, 60s night. That was an energy ball, but yes. Oh, same, it same kind of thing. Wow, Kevin, you're just on point with all this. I know, I know. <laughs> oh yeah, it wasn't the market. That woman was just haphazardly just throwing. She a just she's playing with her fireball, and she's like, "Oh, there's a fireball over there. I want that." <laughs> and then she just like got mad that she took her fireball, and then she just conjured another one. So it's like, are you really that mad about right, fireball? Right. Calm down, lady. That pitch. Oh well. <laughs> 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 That's yeah, <laughs> we're not going to talk about Paige's blue dress and how out out there she was. In, well, in that's what she, that's what she looked like—the Animal Kingdom dessert. You didn't listen to it, but there's one. It's in episode twenty-one. I talk about how it looks like the um, Pandora Animal Kingdom dessert in Disney World. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I've never been to Disney World. Okay, uh, I'll have to send you. I made a meme of it. I'll have to send you the meme so you can you can see. I did see that meme. Okay. I'm not okay. remembering it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's very <laughs> off track too much. I'm sorry. No worries. That's fine. Um, so, yeah. Where are we? Ta- oh, she, the fireball. She's going to throw a fireball at the demon that she saw behind her, and he, the demon disappeared. There's nothing there. But we'll get into these fireballs at the end, I suppose, too. Um, yeah. So, Paige orbs home to find Piper sick. The spell backfired again. Jumping from person to person. Four time was not the charm. Paige tells Piper and Phoebe about the demon she thinks she saw in the reflection. She's like, I thought, I know I saw a demon, but there was nothing there, so maybe it was my imagination, but no, there's something there. Phoebe learns that Daniel called in sick to work the next day, So, and then the Trumdons are, are on alert. She's like, why is he calling in sick? Has he got some menacing plans that he's going to take care of? Ooh. Maybe 
Paige tried to cure somebody near him. Or maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe it moved to Daniel. <laughs> that's, also, that's also a possibility. Uh, hey, chapter 7. So Paige orbs everybody to uh, Daniel's apartment. Uh, Daniel's, Daniel witnesses them arrive as he's eating soup. <laughs> yeah, like just orbing there and he's there like, uh, coming over unannounced with your powers? <laughs> they're, just, they're just very reckless with their powers, <laughs> this whole thing. They're, they're just, sorry, they're just not being the, the charmed ones, the careful charmed ones that we know. Right, even after this, they said like, maybe we should have orbed outside the door and not. Just make sure he was was home or wasn't home first. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. How did that not occur? (laughs) Anyway, Piper and Paige check for the demon while Phoebe tries to explain. She's probably doing a bang-up job of it, too. (laughs) Daniel seems more concerned about breaking and entering than with all this magic itself. Uh, Daniel gets super uncomfortable and just just kicks them out. Just shoes shoes them out. (laughs) Um, yeah. next morning Phoebe goes back to Daniel's apartment and uh, as she knocks the door again she hears uh, voices Daniel's talking to another man about how he wants to win Phoebe the other man reminds Daniel of their uh, that they have a deal oh. and uh, Phoebe casts a spell to unlock the door and barrels inside because she's like that doesn't sound good <laughs> um, yeah so Phoebe just like barges inside and uh uh, Phoebe finds out, finds Daniel and the demon, and plans to vanquish it. Uh, but the demon cowers and and, and like runs away. <laughs> uh, Daniel stops Phoebe and tells her that the demon's his friend, Indar. 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 Indar uh, looks pretty harmless, but Phoebe. Uh, uh, so Phoebe leaves him be. She's just cool. With demons, just like I'm, just gonna leave this demon here with this dude. Yep. All this weird stuff has been happening. I'm just, you know what? Whatever. She's like that demon's pretty pathetic, huh? and he and Daniel says that's his friend. So I I believe him. <laughs> Carry on. Chapter eight. Piper and Paige are aghast that Phoebe just left the demon unvanquished. Yeah, us too. Yeah. Weird, a weird thing. Um. Piper deduces that Indar may be using Daniel and giving him some kind of power of persuasion. So the sisters perform a spell to summon Indar. And when they do this, a bubble appears in the room like this, like orb bubble. And Phoebe goes and like pops it with her finger. (laughs) Like pop. And then out came Daniel. (laughs) The the magic in this, in this book is just like, it's really, really tickling a funny bone. Yeah, it it was it was goofy. I liked it, but it was it was goofy. Um, so they're like, "What? This is supposed to summon Indar? Like, is, this doesn't make sense. Are you evil, Daniel?" Um, so they they just question him. They're like, "What is this all about?" Daniel admits that Indar is sort of his romantic advisor. <laughs> Indar tells Daniel what to say so that I sound good and so that I don't act a fool or seem like a fool um and then when things don't go as planned daniel is riddled with anxiety he just can't handle or cope with like having to make up things on his own or like be the one to say things and so okay i don't know he's he seems pretty dull just be yourself (laughs) that was a aladdin reference be yourself okay (laughs) daniel goes to the bathroom but piper yeah he's like hey can i go use your bathroom (laughs) 
<laughs> so they do. They, they tell him where it is, and uh, Piper realizes that during the encounter, Phoebe and Paige. Yeah. You know, so, oh yeah. So while they were talking about Indar and all his like anxiety and stuff, Piper was noticing. She was looking at Phoebe and Paige and how they're like like buying up his every word and just like, oh my gosh, I totally believe you. You're so great. But Piper is sitting here like, uh, no, this guy's nuts and and we don't trust him. So she's been very cynical, but she's wondering why Phoebe and Paige were like all about it. So apparently the colds that they have, it reduces their ability to hear because of their sinuses and it makes them immune to Daniel's persuasion power. So the voice doesn't work on them if they with their cold. So she's like, oh, that's why I still have my senses, my wits about me. And <laughs> Daniel returns from the bathroom and says he met Indar right after the gala. So right after he met Phoebe the first time is when he's like, he, I was like, I need help to find love and I need to get Phoebe. And that's when Indar, sh- Indar showed up and it's like, I can help you find Seth. Um, We're just okay with this. <laughs> it's, it's, this is, yeah, this is the way it went down. Sure. Uh, um, and he also said that his mom and aunts were witches. So that's why he's familiar with magic. And he was never, he wasn't like disturbed by the magic. Cause that, they've been questioning that they're like, they're more concerned with his other outside forces, like us being there than actually the magic. He's doesn't concerned about that. So now we know why, because he grew up with witches because of this. Phoebe thinks Daniel is a witch too. And that his voice just happens to be his power. I think and it's a, it's a pretty cool power. I think it's nothing we ever really saw much in the show and it's very powerful i think i think of like um umbrella academy oh i think i heard um, a rumor yeah the rumor but yeah she hers is is a a little different but i'm what i'm thinking of i don't know if you ever watched true blood no so they're um they had uh the power to glamour which is not like Paige's glamour their glamour was that seduction that vampires Mm, do okay so that it seemed a little bit more like that so it's like and, Dawkins pheromone manipulation in X Men. Yeah. Okay. Or, or or am I thinking of Kilgrave from Jessica Jones or something? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jessica. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was good. <laughs> uh, you know. Oh, the tangents. I love it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Phoebe vows to prove to Daniel that he's a witch and this this is his power, and that's how that ended. So chapter nine, uh, Leo Leo's called and they tell him to Daniel uh, about Daniel and Indar. Uh, the demon's not in the Book of Shadows; they can't find him anywhere. Which uh, always kind of yeah. well, I think you talked about the Book of Shadows like writes itself or something because I always found it weird. Yeah, and maybe this was just such a low-level demon that they didn't they didn't bother with it. I don't know. <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe no Hallowells run across him. Right. I guess. True. So uh, Leo's anxious to get back to Karaya. Oh, I, I like that. Karaya. I like okay. that. I was saying Karaya. Yeah. Yeah, because I was saying Karaya, and I just don't like that sound. Karaya is prettier, even though it just doesn't matter. But <laughs> we'll go. Cool. <laughs> Leo's anxious to get back to Karaya because uh, she keeps getting into fights, and she's not re- that she's not ready for. She's you think he's he says she's in over her head a couple of times, and uh, leaves at once. So all of a sudden he's better, and he has to be off, even though he spent like a few days being at home, like a normal person. I don't know. Like nobody, could, no she, no nobody to call in and cover Leo. I guess. Um, so on the town, Phoebe asked Daniel um, to request an ice cream cone for free. The clerk gave it to him. And, like, uh, sure, together, here you go. <laughs> yeah, and together they just keep testing his powers. Probably just going around getting free shit. Yeah. 
Nice. There's a they're at the mall or whatever, so just going around and talking to people, and she's like, "Do this, do this," and everything. This would have definitely like, been a, a montage moment. Yes, it would be. <laughs> it was with some like night like pop '90s music in the back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like four different credit cards just being handed. Exactly. Different <laughs> scenes. All right, we painted mm-hmm. the picture. So they are testing out his powers, and um, just Phoebe's trying to convince Daniel that he's a witch. Um. Paige is still determined to perfect her vanquishing spell, like on the cold. And I just come on, Paige. And um, she performs it on Piper. And uh, the sisters determined uh, that they have, they have to find out what uh, Daniel and Indar are really up to. They performed a spell to protect them from Daniel's voice. And uh, then they were off to kick demon or human or whatever kind of person that's his ass. <laughs> We go on the mission. Chapter 10. Paige now has the cold again. This <laughs> 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 oh, cold. Daniel made a weekend getaway reservations with Phoebe. So, yeah, he's like, hey, we're going to go to um, Tahoe um, for a getaway with Phoebe. I mean, well, they're not going to Lake Titicaca. Yeah. Lake Titicaca. Lake Titicaca. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's an Animaniac song. Uh, <laughs> Leo orbs in. And he realizes that the date of Phoebe's getaway is also the night of a blue moon. <laughs> a blue moon. Um, we're going to save our blue moon talks for the end because we got lots of blue moon talks for that. Sure. But um, just know it's there because Charmed fans will know blue moon very well. <laughs> Piper and Phoebe said that Grams would make blue moons. Yeah, this is back in the past. Like, oh, blue moons when we were younger were always like... A Hallowell holiday. <laughs> and Gramps would call it Girls' Day, where they cook a bunch of food in the kitchen and then picnic in the attic. This is a little bit problematic. We'll talk about that at the end as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Let's leave it at that for the moment. But yeah. Okay. Leo is cautious because magical bonds can become broken on a blue moon. Like it weakens ties of magical ties, which that is valid. That's actually the same true for in the show. Paige and Leo chat. Paige realizes that she shouldn't have tried so hard to control the cold. She's like, yeah, maybe I was kind of obsessive about that. And then Leo realizes that what a crappy husband and white letter he was being. Thank you. <laughs> like, finally, at least yeah. you, you, you admit it. You see, he admits it. Um, we all know and love. Yeah. So <laughs> Leo then heals Karaya. Oh, I love that. Mm, Karaya. Uh, yeah, she's he, hot now. Yeah, she's hot now. Like, now it's a whole new spin on it. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> uh, she, he hears her call as he's watching Wyatt now because he's just spending his time with his son, too, which is really cute. Paige tells Leo that, you know what? I can check on her instead. I'll go to her. I'll go to her. You say you stay watching Wyatt, and then, you know, I know that you're the one working with her, but, like, if I can't figure it out, I'll just come back and get you. But I'm going to see what I can do. So she goes, and then Phoebe then is upstairs in the attic, with Piper and they find an entry in the book of shadows about blue moons. And this is what it says about blue moon. Traditionally a moon phase that loosens the bonds of magic. A blue moon could spell disaster for the power of three. While some witches may find the bonds between themselves and their powers lessened, the charmed ones will have an added worry. The ties that bind the three sisters together will also be loosened. It is imperative that the power of three be guarded on this day. The power of three is always there, no matter what we, where we are individually. But if we're not in the same place during a blue moon, the bonds that connect us are weak. Enemies can take advantage of that to sever the bonds completely and to destroy the power of three. 
So basically, if they're ever like separated, separated in different spots on a blue moon, they can lose access to their magic. I guess. I didn't. I didn't. I don't really get. I, it was just weird. Just so they have to. I mean, it kind of like makes sense with the whole together in the house is the most powerful when they're when they're there. So I guess if they were like, what they can't go on vacation during a blue moon, they have to like keep. Yeah. track of what color the moon is gonna be i guess yeah yeah way to go for way to go with grams for like you know making them seem like it was a, it was a girl's night when she was really just like let's probably stick, layering the house with apples exactly and crystals. let's stick together yeah 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 um, <laughs> so, like yeah so it was just like okay so there we go i just we'll, we'll go with it cool. piper and phoebe think that indar may be trying to separate them they still don't know how innocent Daniel is in all of this either. They're like, can we trust him or is he evil? We don't know. We really don't know his deal. So Paige orbs to Karaya now and they vanquish demons with fireballs. Both of them. <laughs> well, I think no, I think it's just I think it's just Paige, but Okay, I didn't remember if it was to, sorry. No, I'm like, yeah. did Karaya throw a fireball because they're just making like all white lighters or uh, what, what is she? <laughs> She's just a witch, I think. She's just a witch? Okay. Well, then. But it was only Paige. I think Paige just single-handedly vanquished. I want to say vanquished because that's why I say in my other show. We go, vanquished the demons. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so Paige is like, I got you. I got fireball. I'll vanquish these things. And these are um, actually tracer demons that she's vanquishing, which did exist in the show. They appeared in uh, San Francisco Dreaming. They have the ability to move across dimensions fighting like their target they're like dimensional portal assassins or whatever dimensional travel assassins um so that's cool but i want to read what they say about here because they even address like the fireball thing a little bit little bit she's like is like i didn't know white letters could throw fire and she's like oh that most white letters can't do that actually i'm half witch <laughs> Um, that's no, no sense. It still makes no sense. So you try. It's weird. This book tries to justify the fireballs, but it still does not make any sense. Like that's not her witch power at all. Like when <laughs> Phoebe shot fire from her hands, everybody wanted to like, like they're like sit down, chill out, stop throwing fire. Like and Paige is just doing it, and everybody's just cool with it as she vanquishes a cold out of a baby. It's all right. weird, right? I mean, unless you're a fire starter and that happens to be your power, or maybe because there there could very well be witches of pyrokinesis. There's one in uh, Inherit the Witch, this lady's last book, but that's not a page power. So stop and trying also to force. In the first in the first book, they had to check that kid. Uh, yeah, first exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's witches can have it. It's just not hers, and that makes me mad. Anyway, Karaya tells Paige that she's had her powers for two months and she's been actively seeking evil out. Oh, so. But she's Billy. Exactly. This is exactly what I thought. I'm like, this is she's trying to pull a Billy over here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, wow. And so, and so, anytime she's in trouble, she's like, Leo, because every night I'm going after demons. Leo, I need your help. And so she was a little bitch for doing that. <laughs> uh, Paige says, Karaya needs to chill with that. Like, you just got your powers. Why don't you just learn to like live with them and experiment with them, and you know. Demons will come to you enough. Don't go Take after that. Take your advice, Paige. Stop vanquishing colds. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> the sisters head out to Tahoe, where Phoebe will be. Where Phoebe will be, because she's there with Daniel. 
And they're like, we're going to go back there and follow them and, and make sure we're together. Leo is surprised that Karai will not need him this weekend. Because <laughs> Paige is like, I talked to her. She's good. She won't. She, she's chill. And it's like, why did Paige need to be the one to tell Karaya this? You, if you, if Leo knew she was doing this, going after demons, and abusing, you know, the calling power of her, her he could have said like, "Don't do this. Yeah. You need to chill." But why did Paige have to be the one to tell her? Leo's a bit passive. I guess he doesn't want to hurt anybody's question. feelings. Yeah. How is she alive <laughs> after Leo was sick? Do you think in those two or three days she would have been killed by a demon? That, I know, you know. I know. Way into overhead with ah, whatever. Karai's exactly. a badass. I like yeah. her already. <laughs> yeah. So Phoebe and Daniel have dinner, and Phoebe is testing him because this is after because they recast a spell so that she's not affected by his voice anymore, and so she's just like playing along like she is being affected, but really she's just like testing him and asking him questions and seeing his reactions and seeing what he says. And so she kind of has an idea of when Indar is telling her, him things to say and when it's actually him himself. At the hotel, Indar appears before Phoebe. So yeah, Phoebe goes back into her hotel room and she leaves and then Indar is right there in front of her. She's like, ah! Yeah, next chapter. Um, so Phoebe gasps and just gets startled and Indar just disappears. So does that mean that he just like popped in and popped out? Pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Daniel runs in and um, Phoebe starts asking him um, all these questions about Indar and if he's in the room. And uh, Daniel starts acting nervous because he's Daniel. <laughs> and uh, Phoebe, of course, is just, I, 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 I want to believe you. I want to trust you. I want to do all this. But she just doesn't at this <laughs> point. Or Like too many things are just coming up. You know, yeah. Demon, it's a lot. Uh, so after going to the cafe, Daniel uh, fakes being sick and just darts into the room. Phoebe meets up with Paige and Piper, and then outside they they see Daniel climbing over the railing of his hotel balcony and down <laughs> the building because you know it's San Francisco. That's what you see all the, all the time. The sisters follow him and in, into a clearing with a fire pit in the center. Uh, Daniel is on one side and Indar is on the other side. Uh, Phoebe con- confronts them and Daniel says uh, they're performing a spell. Daniel's now cold and uncaring. He's like, yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, Deal with it, lady. Yeah. He started becoming an ass. <laughs> uh, Phoebe goes to throw a vanquishing potion at Indar and he cowers, claiming that he is Daniel. This was the oh crap moment for me. <laughs> I was just like, oh... All right. Yeah. So yeah. Indar is Daniel, and I'm guessing Daniel would have to be Indar. Yeah. The switched bodies? Yes. Freaky Friday. Yes. Supernatural Freaky Friday. Even though that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what she says in, in uh, Love Hurts, but even though Freaky Friday was supernatural anyway, but still. <laughs> so chapter 12, Daniel in Indar's body tells Phoebe they switched bodies because Indar needed to be human in human form tonight in order to perform a spell. So it had to be this night with the blue moon and we have to be human. And in return, he'd help Daniel get Phoebe. <laughs> that was a little bit of my ocean moment too. Cause I'm just like, Whoa, that part wasn't a lie. That was the the truth. Yeah. That he really wants Phoebe. I did not buy that. <laughs> but I was like, you're that desperate that you'd give up your body to a demon. <laughs> like, 
I don't know. You can go go see a therapist. I think it'd probably be better. Yeah. <laughs> you're handsome. Like, yeah. Half the job is probably. Dumb. And you have a power. You have a witch power that people will <laughs> do whatever you say. <laughs> that's your power. That's your power. And he yeah, did, but like, uh, did, did he know? <laughs> he did not know. He did not know this entire time that he had this power. Phoebe is the one that had to tell him. Had to show so he him. Just that he was just getting free shit every th- everywhere he was yeah. going. Like, because he's just like, that's, I don't have this power. I don't. What you're talking about, Phoebe? And then the more that mall, the whole mall montage is when yeah. he's like, oh, I guess you're right. I do have a power. But like, if the, I'm just gonna assume he's had this power for a couple of years now. How are you not confident? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you, you hear everything you want. You get everything you want. That should swell, and you think that it's all you. I feel like that is the definition of confidence. <laughs> See? Exactly. Beautiful. Apparently, Indar is in love with a human and needs to be human to summon her. Mm. Mm. That's what he told that's you, huh? Crap. That's, yeah. that's what he told you. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm from New York. We know a little bit about scams over here. That's, that's a clear yeah. scam. Clear scam. Daniel. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Indar, in Daniel's body, tells Phoebe he's no threat to her. He's like, you know what? Just let me do the spell. I'm going to do the spell to find my long lost love. And you don't have to worry about me, dude. I'm just, it's cool. I'm a demon, whatever. <laughs> uh, but Phoebe senses he has ulterior motives. You don't say Phoebe. I'm glad. Good. Uh, this is at this point where I started calling the demon in Daniel's body. I call him Dandar. Dandar. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. <laughs> That's perfect though. Yeah. So now Dandar performs a spell. <laughs> and it wasn't a love spell. It's a spell to call the powers of the power of three into him. Dun, huh. Dun, dun. Wait. You know how many people like tried that? Like, I know. There's no just spell. Um, but he's like, yeah, I'm going to call the powers of the power of three. Because they're obviously separated on a blue moon. Ah, it's going to weaken all of that. They're going to come to me, and it'll be amazing. So once he performs the spell, it's complete. He glows. He's like, guess what? Now I got Daniel's power, and I got the child one's powers. I got four powers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super cool. I'm the the best badass demon in the world. (laughs) He he, he starts monologuing. Yeah. Like, it was was just like, come on. (laughs) That's very cliche of you, Indar. Very cliche. Um, but guess what? The spell failed because, hey, the Chandrans were actually secretly in the same spot. The other sisters were hiding in the bushes. Bam! We got our power still. You don't have nothing. <laughs> and so, Paige now attempts to throw a fireball at, at Dandar, Indar and Daniel's body. But Daniel in Indar's body stops her because Indar is still in his body. <laughs> oh, Dude, that's my body. Don't kill him. Yeah, he, he, I'm really handsome. Don't, please. That's, He's like, I need please. that face. Yeah. I need that voice. This whole page fireball thing, because at one point I think Indar is just like, what should I do? Should I freeze you? Or should I throw a fireball? I'm like, you can't do that. You cannot right. throw a fireball unless it's your power. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm right. just over the fireball at this point. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> It's just death. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're in chapter 13, correct? 13. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. 
So Dandar, which I love the name, um, <laughs> Dandar begins to run, but then Piper freezes him, which I never understood why they ran. They all know she could freeze things. Yeah. Just saying. Um, uh, Leo witnessed them, witnessed a magic wind and came to check on the sisters. Yeah. Um, this whole thing is just funny. Yeah. He's like, I, I was at the manor and I felt this breeze and it told me I had to come here. <laughs> oh my God. This is charmed, right? <laughs> like this is the the same show we watched because, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, where where was I? So they come um, they come up with a plan to switch uh, their bodies back and make them who they really are. And um, the sisters recite uh, the call a lost uh, a lost witch, witch. spell, also known as call a witch's power spell. That's actually the spell that's used constantly. Over and over throughout the, uh, throughout the show, Power especially in season rise. seven, mm-hmm, that one. Yeah. Um, but it was first in season two as a spell to actually to literally call the powers out. I remember they they drink the tea and how to make quotes out of Americans and Aunt Gail and the two old ladies called their spell the powers. Oh yeah, yeah. I always I always got that confused with um when um they the dark lighter um that where, where they switch where they switch they swap powers when Leo was dying. You're better yeah. at this than I am. Love hurts, yeah. Love hurts. There you go. Yeah, it was love hurts. Okay. Yeah. So that one was uh, what's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. Let our powers cross the line. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was thinking of with the call of lost witch spell. But okay, right. Okay. So, so yeah. So this seems kind of like when um they were stuck in the dollhouse and Paige told Billy, uh, Phoebe, uh, Piper told Billy to um use that and then swap powers with bodies yeah. and then improvise. And that one and that spell they 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 took the power switches spell. And just substituted. They said switch the bodies. Bo- yeah, they said switch the bodies through the air. I just had a problem with the way that was worded because it's like. So do I. <laughs> yeah, because if you switched bodies, the spirits still would have been there, and so it wouldn't. It just would have been the bodies out, and it's still so not the souls, you know. So it was just a little bit weird. I don't know. I feel like they need to be more specific. Also, I think they just cut out like the whole middle part of that spell, and it just sounded clunky. They do that a lot too in later seasons. They they don't say the they, full spell. Yeah, well, they're really wordy. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful, witty anyway. but wordy. <laughs> <laughs> the sisters uh, recite the spell, uh, the Call of Lost Witch spell, also known as the Call of Witch's Power spell, and uh, transfers Daniel's power from his true body into Indar's body, which is Daniel. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Daniel, being in demon body, uh, for, uh, forces the, the the demon to um, switch their bodies back. And I guess because now he has his power, the demon listened. Mm-hmm. So now everything's righted, everybody's in their right body, and uh, Indar turns invisible and tries to escape. But Daniel commands him to out himself. Wow. He needs yeah. to use that power on Ryan. So he <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh Paige performs her cold spell on herself again and transferred the cold to Indar. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? They just like Paige's whole just all of Paige's magic just got like so torn torn apart in this book. Yeah, so um, yeah, I guess the spell that he uses for his body is switched 
the power is back too. So it switched everything completely. So that, yeah, Daniel's like stops him. But then Paige is like, yeah. oh, before you vanquish him, let me do this quick. Cold, go to him. So and then and then they and then they throw the vanquishing potion at him and Indar, but, Indar, but Indar sneezes first. Oh yeah, he sneezes <laughs> as to assure them that he does have the cold. Right. <laughs> and they got rid of all their problems with one potion at that point. Yes, I vanquished the demon and the cold. Boom. See, I told you everything would work out. We're like, uh... <laughs> oh man, I would kill my little sister. <laughs> yeah. You ever make the whole house sick again? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. All right. So chapter fourteen, the last chapter. Phoebe and Daniel catch up. Hey, how's it going? Um, Phoebe breaks up with him. <laughs> no, <sure. laughs> and this, her no. reason, her reason is so stupid too. Uh, Phoebe breaks up with him because she wants him to learn to be be a responsible witch on his own. Okay. There was a lot of like bad breakups in Charmed. I'm like, that's why. He's yeah. so hot. Like, why would you do that? No, get over it. <laughs> and like, it's like it's so weird. It's like it's not, it's not me. It's you. <laughs> you need to like. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. It's like yeah. I'm but this time it's not me. It's you. God. Yeah. That's what, that, I know, that's, what he's, that's what she's telling him. I'm like, that's how you break up with him. You know, you need to focus on yourself. I can't drag you down. You need help, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she breaks up with him. Piper and Leo are finally having their anniversary dinner. Two weeks late, um, you see that the elders think Paige did such a good job with Karaya that, you know, it's like you vanquished those demons with her. You gave her good advice. She's great. Um, so they assign her her own charge. And her new charge is Daniel. <laughs> okay. That part, I, that part I did love. I didn't mind that. I thought it was kind of clever that that happened. But then she's like, Paige thinks that she can whip him into perfect man for Phoebe. It's like, now I'll do my magic on him. And so then you can go start dating him again. I'm like, all right, that's, that's, that's great white letter duties for you. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, Oh, and that's it, huh? That's the end. That's the end. So woo, we did it. Yeah. So what are your overall thoughts? Your final thoughts? Um, I, nothing against the author, of course, but I kind of feel like she just watched random season episodes of like charmed and kind of like punched them into it, this like page in here feel felt like very like first season page well not first season but like you know her yeah, first fourth season. season yeah yeah fourth season page yeah so she just seemed like very real tame in her magic and page just seemed very very immature and it, it like when you said it was um very hard to place this like the feeling of it was also very hard to place. Like you couldn't really tell, wh- you know, what season it was. And Paige becomes a white lighter at the end because she did her job by vanquishing demons and told Karai to <laughs> calm the fuck down. Yeah, yeah. For me, um, this book was so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually kind of hated it. It's probably my new worst book. I, th- I think it l- less than. Changeling Places, and I didn't really like that book so much. Because, um, I don't know, I didn't really enjoy it <laughs> at all. Um, I was mad at mostly everything. <laughs> I remember I remember listening to uh, your podcast, I believe it was episode six, and that book particularly, I was like, who wrote this and did they even watch the show? Oh and yeah, Cameron Doki, Haunted by Desire, yeah. Yeah, I was not a fan of that one. 
but this one is giving it a run for its uh, canonical money. (laughs) (laughs) I do have to laugh um, because there was there's a time when Phoebe was like defending Indar. She's like making a case for protecting protecting Indar, and she defends Cole's goodness. She's like Cole was good. (laughs) I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> so I mean that's interesting that that she brings it up like okay it, it, the whole book just was very hard to place a little disconnected and yeah, yeah. there's one thing that Paige says she calls Wyatt why why I was like ew <laughs> yeah what why 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 put that in there <laughs> um <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to say about that that's just yeah yeah oh. So that's all I have for my notes and thoughts and stuff. But now we get into canonical. Canonical. Put that in my canonical hat. So is there anything you could think of that just doesn't fit with the narrative of the story? <laughs> um, I could tell you the Anything thing at I, all. Yeah, I could tell you what I think actually does fit the narrative. Okay. I, think, I think she kind of like locked down their personalities pretty well. I mean, okay. there are some things that kind of like... Like Piper would not be would not have been all cool about Paige using magic on her son, and uh, Phoebe would not be that wimpy and like kind of emotional with the whole <laughs> thing, unless of course she was getting her empath powers maybe. But like yeah, you know. yeah. But um, I kind of felt like when it came to like the conversations that they were all having, how they how they went about like you know painting how she went about painting the picture of the conversations and stuff it was pretty it was really good okay just I that. Do that okay um everything else not so <laughs> yeah so anything that's not that's you know is blaringly not canon page throwing a freaking fireball exactly <laughs> <laughs> and it's bad enough you mentioned it once but this author really like relies on this page fireball thing constantly yeah every and every time it came up, I was just angry even more. <laughs> like she didn't even orb. <laughs> no, I mean no, she orbed, but she didn't like do telekinetic orbing. No, at all. Like yeah. she did, like you know, yeah, that whole thing. It was just like she just kept <laughs> bringing it home to the fireball. It's like why yeah. are you like pounding <laughs> this into our heads? She never did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's for sure. Daniel asks Phoebe, like. During one of their dinner dates, she asked Phoebe if she's vegetarian, and she says no. But in Animal Pragmatism in season two, episode thirteen, mm-hmm. when she ta- when she's in the P three with all the animals, she's like, "I like you to know that I haven't eaten any of you. I'm a vegetarian. And I haven't eaten any of you." So she says that. She says right. that. But I believe, I believe she stopped being vegetarian sometime in season four. Yeah. It was a whole coming from New York. We have that effect on people. So yeah, exactly, exactly. So she, Phoebe, was a vegetarian at one point, and so I'm like, okay, that I'm not going to call that out, but I did want to make people aware of what I was thinking, what my thought process was. <laughs> I have something in here. Oh, Paige uses her powers in this book at one point to heat water by saying steam. <laughs> I completely like, forgot that about Remember that? that? She's like, steam, and then steamed up on Piper's towel and stuff. And it's like, is, did that make it hot? Or is, is that her? Is she, is she using her fire, just, she's using her fireball power on the water, <laughs> invisibly? It has to be that. <laughs> this woman just gave Paige a new set of powers. I was so, but, okay. So that I was... Think like, I, I was like, so, 
Did the did you just move the water vapors? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And put it over the towel, so the towel's still cold as shit. But like, <laughs> you know, it, it's got vapors on it. When you uh-huh. say heat, I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking so that, way too much about Paige and her fire powers. Her fake powers. There's another thing. Phoebe says she doesn't have a favorite movie. Lies. Yeah. Lies. The movie with Billy. I forgot what this called. You know. Kill it before it dies. There you go. That's her that favorite the name movie. Of the movie. That's the name of the movie. Kill it before wow. it dies. I have I have two copies of it actually. Uh, yeah, uh, your, your your collection, by the way, that's impressive. Can see. I can't probably see it. It's over there. Jeez. Maybe at the end I'll bring it out. Yeah, um, I mean, trust me, I've, I've seen it a lot on on Instagram, so I know I know what you have. I, yeah. I've, I've showed people. I've been like this guy. I thought I was a fan. <laughs> He's like, not so crazy uh, over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's great though. It's uh, it's awesome. I mean, I'm pretty jealous of the P3 sign. Yeah. They so they lie about that and maybe not having her favorite movie. So I had mentioned that. Okay, yeah. now let's let's get into this blue moon thing. <laughs> yeah. So we do know in the show, Once in a Blue Moon, where they turned into the weird werewolves and there's no explanation for that. And that's something about the show that bothers me to this day. It's yeah. an episode that pisses me off quite a bit. Um but it's interesting that this book is bringing up blue moons again. <laughs> so in the show, it was if there's two blue moons in a year, that's when they turn into werewolves. Why? I just never. I mean, you just. But I don't get it. It's so bad, and it's supposed to, so it's supposed to happen every fifty years. So this blue moon, they don't turn into werewolves apparently, but still. <laughs> and then if this was in season six, it would have been before they knew any of that anyway. But. It just brings up so many questions yeah. that we shouldn't even get into because we I can't know. answer. I know. So, but just, no, I guess what is canon is that blue moons make magic go crazy and it makes their bonds more at at risk. More and their power of three more at risk, yeah. So I guess that's one thing that's constant in both. So I'll leave it at that. But yeah. then we have this girls' day thing with Grams in their childhood in the attic. Having picnics. Ha. <laughs> what do you want yeah. to say about that? Weren't they like never in the attic? Or... Yeah, they were They were, they were sealed off from the attic. They weren't allowed in there. Yeah, because that's where all the magic stuff happened. And Grams made them like she, she binded their powers when they were like three or something. Yeah, so let's well, see. It's, it was as soon as Phoebe was born, she bound so the powers. So that would have made... It would have made... been 1975. Wow, You're, I'm very impressed. By the way, um, <laughs> like, I forgot how. What was it like? 1975 is when they went back in t- time. So yeah, so Fru would have been five. I mean, I get why she put that in there because we're going to huddle in the attic where the Book of Shadows is, and where if a demon attacks, I have like potions and what have you. But like, you're in the house. I feel mm-hmm. like you're fine. You, like you, you didn't show them the attic for their whole childhood, and now you're gonna like just I don't know. Yeah, and so well, this is what happens. I think Grams may have bound the powers later than she said she did. <laughs> I, this is this is working my head, Candy, because when they go back in that '70s episode, um, they say like you know I'll, she's like I'm, I'll bind the powers once Phoebe's born, and Prue's like oh that's exactly what you did, um, but she said after Phoebe's born, so maybe it wasn't. 
directly after Phoebe was born. Maybe it was just sometime after Phoebe was born. So it could have been years later. You know, we don't we don't know the exact time it happened. So maybe there was times as kids where they stayed witches and she and they did have these attic times and then she bound the powers and then they lost all memories of that. Probably. I, I could buy that. Like they lost memories of the powers and they lost memories of this attic thing. Um that would make me that would maybe make sense in my head again because that then that would further go into like this charm storybook that's coming out of them as kids. Ah, so um, I was going to ask you about like did Graham's cast a memory spell on them when she after she bound their powers because yeah like, I mean I feel like Prue would have remembered something. Yeah, they never they never say that specifically. They just say they don't remember, but I wouldn't be surprised like that in my. Had that makes sense that she would do something with their memories too. All right, she would. I feel like she would have to because yeah, especially with Prue, like exactly Prue's the oldest one, she would be in. Like, right. I mean, I have memories from when I was two, not a lot, but I do have some. So something would have stood out. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm just kind of making it work in my brain that they might they may have been witches as kids. They may have had experiences as, as kids, but once their powers were bound, their memories were erased of these times as well. I feel like that that's a said. better explanation than any that we probably would get. Well, thank you. I, yeah, I appreciate that. Because I feel like I know the story so well. So if I try to justify things, I do have good reasoning for it. <laughs> yeah. And you know the way their magic works. Yeah. Really well. Yeah. So, um, but even in that, if that was the case, if that if my head explanation makes sense, then they wouldn't have memories of that time in this book to begin with either. So right. I mentioned the Tracer Demons appeared from San Francisco yeah. Dreaming. So that's cool. Okay, here's another thing. This is another thing we have to get into. So the fandom calls it out because they say Piper was able to freeze Indar in Daniel's body and they say that this shouldn't be possible because in the fourth sister, when Kali was in Aviva's body, Kali froze and Aviva fell out. I didn't even catch that, to tell you the truth. I yeah. was just like, yeah, she froze him. Yeah, that's right. He's a yeah. witch, so... And a good, a good witch, witch, technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he hasn't used his power for evil. Here's my way of justifying it, too. Because if you think back into used karma, when Matahari was possessing Phoebe, the ghost, Phoebe froze. So, take these two together. I would argue that because Kali's full body and essence were in Aviva, I'm going to say Kali's full body, her whole spirit, her whole body uh, went into Aviva. And I believe that that's the reason that she was allowed to be kind of isolated from her and why she froze in place where Aviva, Aviva fell out. But since Phoebe froze as the ghost inside her, just a spirit, there's no body of the spirit in there. It's just a spirit. So Daniel froze because only Indar's soul was in his body while his body was outside being, you know. You know what? That does make sense because Phoebe also froze when she was uh, possessed by the Woogeyman. Woogeyman. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, really all scared about that. And the Woogeyman doesn't have a body. So that, that... Mm-hmm. Way to go. Yes. So ghosts and spiritual like energies apparently can freeze while possessing. So that uh, that allow you to freeze. But because Indra's body was actually being separate from his own being, that if the, if, if Indra's body was in there, then it would have worked the way that happened in the right. fourth sister with Kali. But yeah. Because so there we would go. Be isolating a part and freezing it. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Yes. And I don't think any Charmed fan really put that together before. Yeah. I've never seen that anywhere. Way to go. Thank you. I'm, to you. I'm glad you I'm glad you get the logic. 
I do see how that could be a thing, though. Mm-hmm. But, Season six, you know, who knows? Leo Whitelighter, who knows? Jason, who knows? That's Those are just <laughs> timing. So, but yeah, let's move on to rhyme time. Should we try a spell? Why not? Let's try a spell. In the wind, I send this rhyme. Bring death before me, before my time. You've really got to lay off the rhyming through. Wonderful. Witty, but wordy. I did the rhyme. I will do the time. Good night. This one was not in the fandom either, because I usually just copy from the fandom. But this was in the book, and they didn't put it on the fandom. So I had to write this in myself. <laughs> oh, this? oh, really? Yeah. To unlock Daniel's door. Powers of Earth do not ignore me. Remove this barrier from before me. That's not I mean, a bad one. It's not bad. It's straightforward. It, I'm, yeah. I, can, I can buy it. I mean, nothing that blows your mind, but it does the job. So I think it's fine. I mean, yeah. you're, rhyming, you're, you're rhyming me with me, which does bother me a little bit, but uh, for this... But ignore part, with before, so that yes. kind of makes it yes. okay. Yes, exactly. So I will take it. All right. All right. Yep. This was the next spell is the spell to summon the source of magic. So this is the one they used to try to summon Indar into the attic, and they got Daniel out of a bubble instead. It's a power of three spell, too. Source of magic, heed our cry. From Daniel's home, let your power fly. We summon you before us three. Secret enchantment, hear our plea. Yeah. Nothing exceptional, but fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see them using that. Yeah. Kind of yeah. kind of blah for a power three spell. Yeah, that's the only thing. It's a little blah, but it's not bad. It's yeah. it's it's fine. Protection spell against vocal charisma. Voice with power over actions, influences, and attraction. Have no sway on us henceforth. I like the first two lines. Yeah. I felt like they were going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it does seem like it's going to be this grand spell. Because, I, I mean, I do like how it starts. It does really get you in the zone and then shuts you down. Yeah. Henceforth. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, to steal the charmed one's powers, this was the one that Indar or Dandar, (laughs) as we put it, uh, said, um, must be cast by a witch under a blue moon while the trumpets are separated. Blue moon that loosens the ties, send great magic across the skies. Power of three, come to me. See, it's it's, it's weird. It's like three-line spells. Yeah. That shut you down before you really get going. It's like when Paige um, vanquished Ludlow with the limbrick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's this oh. one, the, the most popular, famous witch spell of all time. <laughs> Powers of the witches rise, course unseen across the skies. Come to us, we call you near. Come to us and settle here. I said we, is it, is yeah, it actually who? 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 Get yeah. out. Wow, childhood just got so different for me. Come to us, we call you near. Come, Come to, to us, us and settle who here. call you near. I said, mm-hmm. I, I, I was saying we oh. for years. Wow, <laughs> wow, well, now you know, now you know. Now I know. <laughs> it's like finding out you've been singing the wrong words to a song. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Body switching spell for Daniel, Lemon, and Indar. Lemon. I would say Lemon. Daniel yeah. Lemon. Lemon. <laughs> I actually knew a guy named Lemon in his name. So it was, it was like Lemon in my head. Lemon. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> but ignite a fire pit in the woods. Both the caster and host must stand on either end of the fire powers of earth hear my call what's mine is yours what's yours is mine you become me switch it all so like they take 
the hmm. spell from the show and completely add other stuff. <laughs> yeah, that one's a little weird, it's, especially because like the the rhyming of it is kind of yeah. awkward and clunky. It's very clunky. So, because the only thing that rhymes is call and all, and it just it seems like just a far too far away to make that yeah. rhyme. So it was a stretch. Yeah. All right, now we can do these page cold vanquishing things. <laughs> okay. Uh, Page's cold vanquishing potion. So, uh, and ingredients are sage, mugwort, chamomile flower, red cl- uh, clover, and echinacea. So uh, boil it all together as you would a vanquishing potion, because we all know how to do that. <laughs> then toss it in the sink. At the sink. Sick. Oh, at the sick. <laughs> I'm sick, obviously. <laughs> you toss it in the sink after your hard work. Um, toss it at the sick. Chant these words. Sickness like evil, loosen your bond. Vanquished are you. Be gone. Yeah, when I read that in the book, I was I, I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it did sound like an early page spell, though. Yeah, I mean, I can see like somebody like making this up on the spot, and be, and it would work just fine. And then blow the cold away; it just blew them into the next person that was close by. <laughs> yes. So now we have the variation of it. So she like changed it up. She boils different healing ingredients together, as you would have on vanquishing potion or vanquishing potion. <laughs> then toss it at the sick. Chant these words: "Bad health disappear. Banished are you. Go away from here." <laughs> The first one was better. <laughs> yeah, the first, the first one is even better. This was like, mm. but you don't like the spell to begin with. It was too much, too much time spent on that. Yeah, like the half of the book was the spell. I I did think that that was pretty cool in canon, though. Like how there's like two stories kind of going on that somehow kind of meet Connect together. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it was it was nice that they met. It was just was stupid. Weird. It was just <laughs> it was just an afterthought. I felt yeah. like yeah. All right, so the next thing is best baddie ranking. So we got to place Indar on our list of baddies. You can't frozen in fear. Best baddie. <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a limb, and I put Indar bottom of the list. <laughs> I, I agree. I don't even know who's on the, on the, the list, list, right? But... He was a pretty wimpy demon. He thought he had their powers, and he didn't. And it was just like, what? The whole book, he was like in the background, on the sidelines. And then when he thinks he got power, he was still powerless. And his his only power was like the... Invisibility. Uh, invisibility, which... Yeah. it's he's, he's a very passive kind of demon. Didn't do much. Yeah. So then the final thing we have is tips for future white lighters. I was out being a force of good in the universe. Uh, which, you know, the moral of the story. So do you have a moral that we learned? If you're handsome, be confident. I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's see. The moral of the story, though, is just, uh, I think it just boils down to the whole be yourself thing. Because yeah. uh, Phoebe was just not being herself and she was constantly worried. And Daniel wanted Phoebe, who that was a surprise to me. <laughs> and, uh, and he felt like he needed a demon you don't need yeah. a demon to get your love people you I don't know. Even need right right you have a, you it's, all, it's all exactly you are in charge of your own life 
you can do it. Yeah, that's gonna be my tip. You are in, you um you make your own love spell. Yeah, um, and I didn't even I'm being lazy. Like the, this book was kind of lazy to me, and I'm just gonna steal the moral from the book. <laughs> like a quote. Uh, let's see, it's something it's something that Paige said to Karaya. Uh, it says, "All you can control is yourself and your powers. You have to respect the limits of your power. Take smaller steps." Fight what you're strong enough to fight, and you can't solve all the world's problems, and nobody is expecting you to. So uh, I didn't, I don't, I, I didn't really like log that. See, that sounds like season season six plus page. Yeah, she sounds like she's like way more enlightened. Yeah, enlightened. Yeah, good, good stuff, page. So yeah, I thought that was a nice little moral, like just in the middle of the book, randomly. So, right. and by the way, you are anything but lazy. <laughs> thank you <laughs> alright so that's it we did the end thank you for spending this time with me thank uh, you for having me I really really appreciate it oh yeah this was so uh, much this fun was so and much fun to finally get to talk to you face to yeah, face well, talk to you face to face, face but you know close enough hey, if you one, ever one of these days if you ever, ever have me on, uh, on again maybe we'll be face to face we'll yeah. be sitting next to each other with headphones on Naked and jerking off, I see. Okay. Naked and jerking off, of course. <laughs> Each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all the good things. Um, <laughs> uh, you're so cute. <laughs> aww, aww. Uh, where can people follow you on the social medias and stuff and find you? Uh, you can follow me at uh, Creamy. That's C-R-3-E-M-Y. Gotta put a three in there. Put a charm ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. Follow me if you want to see some of uh, some nude modeling, basically. <laughs> or if you like any of the stuff that Kevin does, I will say you inspired me to uh, get the Spider-Man costume. Oh, and, uh, that's why I did that, that photo shoot. So I love that. Uh, so great! You can find me and this podcast at Words of the Witches pretty much everywhere. Instagram primarily, um, or you can find me on Facebook. And if you're on Twitter, it's Words of Witches. And then you can email this podcast at wordsofwitchespod at gmail.com. Um, and then, uh, yeah, find me at kgz87 for the modeling stuff and the geeky stuff and the other non charm stuff in my life. Um, for the modeling stuff. <laughs> uh, cool. So we'll see you next week. I'm, getting, I'm packing some extra episodes in. So next week you'll see us. It won't be two weeks. Fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess... Carry on, spell worders, and we'll see you next time. Your destiny still awaits.